What's going on, Ken Folk? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Key to the City Podcast. We are on episode 15. Can you all believe it? Season two, your boy been working, man. I swear. I appreciate everybody that's been tuning in, everybody that's been showing love, commenting, liking, sharing. You know, I got to give y'all y'all props every episode, every week, because you didn't have to do it, but you did, and I sure and appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate my guest from episode 14. Um, who do we have in this thing? Well, I was supposed to have an episode, but my last guest was having technical difficulties. So I decided not to post that one. So we had to come back with, you know, another quality guest. And she's here today. I got another queen with me, another black queen doing her thing. That's right. This young lady, this young queen is a former basketball standout at Henderson State University. That's right. She does get her ball on. You know what I'm saying? And she's the author of For the Other 98%. Y'all need to check that out. Go get a copy of that. And she's also the founder of Student Athletes Unite. We're going to find out more about that. What inspired her to pursue this path and uh, dig in a business a little bit. You dig that? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all welcome to the city. I knew Ken folk, Miss Crystal Beecham. How you doing, Queen? I am good. Thank you so much, Yoni, for having me. It is a pleasure. Um, I'm excited to learn more, or I'm excited to tell you more about what I'm creating in my journey. So let's get facts, started. Facts. We're excited to learn more. I thank you for joining us. Uh, I've been had you on my target list for a minute, Uh-oh. and I was finally able to get out to you, and uh you know, you should be proud. If you were to do a Google search, I think, um, I don't know what exactly I searched, but be proud that your name came up. This was, this was a while back. Wow. And uh, Athletes Unite, so you're definitely doing your thing. Uh, give my camp folks a little bit of background about you. Um, where you from? School? Balling? Give me a little bit of that. Yeah, I can definitely do that. So I'm from a small town in Texas called Mejia. Um, It's in the middle of nowhere. We have more cows than people. And I actually grew up playing basketball. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can believe that. Uh, But I also played volleyball and I ran track. I decided Mm -hmm. to go on a basketball scholarship to Division II school called McLennan Community College. Um, I that my senior year I blew out my knee, so I tore ACL and out of meniscus cartilage. Actually went to prom on my crutches, so you can imagine trying wow. to do leg on crutches like at prom. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I went on to play Henderson State University. Did well there. Graduated. I uh, started my first business as a student athlete. And uh, when I went to grad school, I worked in the graduate department and I worked in uh, college athletics. So I kind of got my first start in like learning more about the student athlete experience. And what I realized is that there were other student athletes wanting to create businesses as well, but they didn't have the resources to do that. And so that was kind of like the birth of Student Athletes Unite and helping them create career and business opportunities. And uh, just go a little more in detail and depth about what exactly it is that Student Athletes Unite does for those collegiate athletes? Yeah, so uh, we do that through two ways. One is the online accelerated program. It's a five-week program that teaches student athletes how to create businesses, um, how to stay eligible and explore entrepreneurship as a career uh, for life after sports. And then secondly, we understand that every student athlete is not going to become an entrepreneur, um, but we want Mm -hmm. them to make sure that they succeed in life after sports. So we have a monthly curated newsletter 
that sends graduate assistantships, paid internships, um, and then fellowships to student athletes every month as well. Facts. That's good stuff. So it probably goes without me saying, but I'm sure you're a major advocate of collegiate athletes being paid as professionals. So what I, I have, I'm indifferent about that only because, again, I worked in college athletics and I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and then me being a former athlete as well is the fact that, like, there is no way from my perspective that that there will be in a position where they will get paid, not all student athletes. Because when you look at college athletics, you look at the top two revenue generating sports, which is football mm-hmm. and basketball. So in my position, I'm like, why do I have to share with a tennis player when I'm making all the money? So why, mm. why can I not keep all my money to myself? And instead of us putting it all in one pot and us splitting it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and then also you have to deal with Title Nine, uh, which is like if men get paid a certain amount, so with the women, or if this, uh, men get paid or have these certain luxuries, so should women. So you have to deal with that. And then, of course, not all colleges and universities make the same amount of money as far as they're bringing in revenue. Mm-hmm. And so you also have to look at that. Like, yes, University mm-hmm. of Alabama, they could possibly do that. But Henderson State University, they won't be able to do that. But I am an advocate for giving student athletes the access to their name, likeness, and image and allowing them to create opportunities on their own. So that gives a ball in their court rather than putting it on like NCAA or putting on those colleges and universities coming from my background. Do you have an idea what a solution would be? I know there's no way to please both sides, but if you had to take a crack at it and they said, Miss Beecham, well, give us your plan for compensating collegiate athletes. Yeah, just giving them the access to their name, likeness, and image, allowing them to create a YouTube channel channel and help monetize that, allowing them to create a T-shirt brand and be able to put their face on a T-shirt and like brand their social media and create a T-shirt line. And they can use mm. the what I am, this is what I do. You can buy my product. Or even going back to if I wanted to create an account and go back to my hometown as a student athlete, I will actually be able to make money off of that camp because I'm a student athlete and people love me like a college running back, like Drake said. I think that's what he said. Like, <laughs> it so, like um, they are able to do that based off of who they are. And because if they have access to the name, likeness, and image, I feel like that's a solution that can be had. I agree. It makes perfect sense. And yeah, I don't see why they would implement that. I just don't like the fact that these coaches get paid millions and millions of dollars off of the labor of these athletes. Yeah, they get paid, uh, depending on the coach and depending on the university, um, mm-hmm. they get paid more than NFL coaches, which is crazy. Wow. Which is so crazy. They're, they're creating generation, generational wealth on their end off the backs of – don't get me started on that. So – Topic about that. Like a whole <laughs> conversation. Like this podcast will be maybe two hours if we have. A yeah. Conversation about that. Yeah. And I'd be fired up in this thing. So, uh, <laughs> does SAU target any specific um, like class, or as long as you're at a university, it doesn't matter what your uh, classification is. Yeah, so it uh, specifically like NCAA division, so Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, uh, because I'm well versed on all three 
um, comp uh, compliance rules as far as like those three divisions. I know once you go to NAI or JUCO, those are totally two different like entities in itself. So right. there may be a lot, uh, just a little bit different, but I do want to focus on the area where I feel like it would be a really great uh, opportunity for me to make an impact. And you also an author, like you already seem busy as is. How did you find the time to publish your own book and um, what inspired that? What was your mission behind it? Yeah, so I actually started my book maybe two months after finishing my master's program. Crystal, that was a crazy idea because I just spent <laughs> the last six months writing my thesis. Uh, well, last year, yeah, probably about six months writing my thesis. And then, of course, like two months later, I'm like writing my book and I'm like, Crystal, why did you do this to yourself? Um, but at the time, again, like I worked in college athletics, so I saw that student athletes wanted to create businesses, but they didn't have the resources. And if you look at where I worked, I worked at the University of Arkansas. So they're in a the top five power conference. So mm -hmm. they have all these amazing resources for these student athletes to help them prepare a life after sports, whether it's like interviewing, um, interviewing critique or resume, workshops, um, financial literacy, anything they had. I mean, anything you can think of, they probably had, except like, you know, helping student athletes with businesses. And considering they have all these programs for these student athletes within their, within their program and within their schedule, I feel like it was a disservice to student athletes that wanted to like learn more about entrepreneurship. And I decided to write my book based on uh, based on that and the fact that I was a student athlete entrepreneur myself in college. And I knew that if I can do it and those student athletes can do it there, I knew other student athletes could actually benefit as well. And that was one of the reasons why I wrote the book. And it allowed me to put, I guess, catapult me into like an expert position. Like, oh my gosh, like she wrote a book about this. So she must know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been able to do with that book over the last few years. What type of response have you gotten from it? Um, just more so like, oh my gosh, this is so needed. Like student athletes need to know more about this. Like what you're creating is amazing content. Mm -hmm. And this is something I didn't think about until I read your book. Um, because not only do I talk about entrepreneurship, but I talk about building your network. Uh, because mm -hmm. again, like building your network will get you into opportunities or get you into positions that your degree cannot. Um, and that's what it has done for me. Um, but I was able to learn how to build networks and build relationships with in my business um, mm -hmm. based on what I've learned in business. And, um, and so it's just a lot of other things that go on within entrepreneurship that some student athletes don't really think about. And the mm -hmm. fact that our characteristics kind of go in line with entrepreneurship, which it makes it even better. So for them to transition into some of those things. Key to the City podcast. We got the Queen Crystal Beecham in the house with us. How can the public and people like myself assist you in your mission? Just sharing the content, honestly. Um, just sharing the content, caring, uh, sharing the work that I do, um, mm -hmm. I think is the best form of support for me um, and bringing awareness to what I do and the brand that I'm creating. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. And if you know of any student athletes that are interested in business, like send them my way. I would love to help them. I have an upcoming cohort uh, coming up in the fall. So I'll be taking applications and stuff for, for the next cohort to get, get started for the upcoming year. Now, I know it really doesn't apply to college athletes, but the earlier we catch them, the better. 
And you always hear these stories about professional athletes going broke after making millions of dollars. Um, does SAU offer resources in the aspect of financial literacy to those collegiate athletes? I as do well? not, um, only because there are so many people in this space that I can refer them to. Um, mm. Not only uh, for me, I know predominantly, predominantly the student athletes that I work with are African American. And um, and so I do have a few people that I recommend them to. One of them is Amobi. Uh, he's mm-hmm. is the founder of Frugal Athlete. Uh, he is really good. And another guy, his name is Delani, Delano. Delano, he's also a really good person to talk about financial literacy with. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like I realized that sometimes when you focus on other things, um, they said you're like a master. You're, you're not a master of one. And so for me, I want to make sure I'm a master of one. If you want to learn about business, I got you. I want to make mm-hmm. sure. That, but if you are looking into like financial literacy and investment, that's a whole nother ball game that I'm not comfortable talking to, talking about. Well, with me and my stuff, I am. But I right, know, right. when it comes to other people and their livelihood, I think that's a totally different thing. Um, but I think one day maybe I'll transition into that. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely not right now. Understood. What's the end? What's the goal? What's the end game for SAU? What will make you say, I officially made my impact and done what I've desired to do? Mm, I just have so much planned for SAU uh, mm-hmm. within like five to seven years. It's it's amazing. Um, but I think the mantra for student athletes is, or student athletes unite, is creating something I wish existed at, or as a student athlete. So whether it was a curated newsletter that puts me into contact with like different scholarships and fellowships, uh, whether it was an accelerator that taught me like about business or whether it's possibly like an app that will connect other people to other student athletes and their businesses. Um, currently, like probably long term, I want to create a fund or partner with a fund that actually invests in student athlete led startups. So giving them access to capital, whether it's from like $50,000 all the way to $100,000 or $300,000, something of that nature. Uh, but that probably may be the end goal for me. Okay. And uh, give my audience, kin folks, the links, websites, they can find out more information. Yeah, for sure. Um, my company website is studentathletesunite.com. You'll be able to find the links to my book. Um, the links to my uh, online accelerator program. And then if you want to connect with me on social media, as you can see, you can see Crystal Beecham down there um, on all social media platforms. Um, I have Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I think that's four. Yeah, I have all four. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go on Pinterest looking for me, you ain't going to find me because I ain't there. <laughs> I don't know how you do Twitter. I'm still trying to get right with Twitter. Oh, God. I hate it. I, I have a, I have like a love and hate relationship with Twitter. Mm-hmm. When I was Thanks. younger, Twitter was cool, but now that I'm old, I'm like, ah. Eh. I post every now and then. People see me like once every three or four months, and they're like, "Oh, you're back again." I'm like, "Yeah, just for a short time, not a long time." And then I go. Mm-hmm. I, I got some serious questions for you. I'm gonna see okay. how real you are. Got who some your, serious answers for you, hopefully. Who your favorite basketball team? Okay, so Spurs, but like before before Tim Duncan retired. So like when Tim Duncan was there, Ginobili, Tony Parker. So now you have a favorite player? Ooh. Okay. Say the right name now. 
I will say LeBron James because ah. he means more to me as a player off the field than like Jordan, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Kobe is like close second. Kobe okay. and Curry, they're also oh my gosh. So, but only because of the stuff that LeBron does like off the field. He does amazing work um, mm-hmm. within his community. Um, and like within Spring Hill Entertainment, so he does like he has a stand and a lot of hats on top of him like dominating the game. That's right. why I, that's what I love most about him. I respect that. I'm a LeBron fanatic, so I. Oh, okay. That's totally why you were like. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. And uh, one last question for you: What I was going to ask? Uh, oh, how did um, Kobe's passing impact you? Mm, I was in denial. Only I, it's kind of like you looked at Kobe as a superhero. Yeah. I was like, you know what? He probably jumped out the plane, him and his daughter, and like did some rolling type of stuff. And like, they good. Like, we just got to twist the ankle. Yeah. We just got to find them. They still out there. Like, we just got to find them. That, That was my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me a long time. I think I finally like shed a few tears at the funeral. Um, mm-hmm. that, like I was there like virtually. I had a friend that went there um mm-hmm. everything. Um but it, it made it real then. It just seemed so unreal because we had just seen him on TV the night before, mm-hmm. you know, after LeBron had passed him in scoring. Mm-hmm. And then to wake up to that was just like <sighs> mind boggling. But anyway. Queen, we appreciate you joining us, joining the city today. Everybody go out there, support her, follow her, share her content, spread the word. We got any college students, friends, kids that want to learn more about business, starting their own entrepreneurship path. She's the one you need to reach out to, Miss Crystal Beecham. Any last words, Queen? None at all, but... um... Actually, I do have a few words. Um, but again, I do appreciate you inviting me on. I know it took us a while to get connected, but I do appreciate yeah. that. Um, and then also, like, just be the person that you needed growing up. And this is for anybody and everybody. Because mm. um, I wanted someone like me to look up to and there was nobody. Um, so I became that person. So Heavy. Heavy. Ooh. I need to take that advice myself, and I'm sure I'm much older than you, but, you know, you never, age doesn't matter. You know, wisdom has no boundaries, so we we appreciate that word. Thank you for joining us. We'll definitely be in contact in the future, and I'll see you at the top. For sure. See you at the top. All right. Thank you. Peace. You're welcome. See ya. Later.